uh, to our 26 to 13. Uh, what was your thoughts on St. John Bosco? We, what we, what I saw was I saw about three or four different quarterbacks uh, for St. John Bosco, but I saw um, modern day step up and really assert themselves. Uh, there was a key interception in this game by Jack Genova, the linebacker. Um, modern day so it was a very competitive game but Jack's uh, interception uh, you know really was a kind of a key uh, swing of a, you know protecting about a touchdown lead and then modern day able to capitalize back some of the Bosco players were you know there was some little drawing going back um, you know uh, some friendly uh, and I, I don't know how friendly it was actually but there was some drawing going back I, I, I recall hearing some Bosco players telling the modern day players what jersey they were going to be once these uh, teams face off so there was definitely a rivalry I should not have said friendly um, but a competitive edge it was happening in this uh, in this game what do you think Scotty? Yeah, there, were, there was some Jim John going on back and forth. Um, I think it's become the new rivalry um, in, in the Trinity League. Um, and, you know, having modern day team, I think on one pole rated higher um, than Bosco is, is certainly uh, causing for some, some um, you know, chest bumping. And, and um, you know, I think modern day in, in that game actually were was behind, I think, had to come from behind um, at one point, and, um, you know, they did rotate the three quarterbacks throughout the day, um, but one thing that I, that I think I'm, you know, I'm, one thing that I think that's uh, I take away from this is that Bosco's not going to be the same passing Bosco team as we're used to seeing. I think they're going to rely on its running game and their defense, you know, then in the passing game at this point. Plus, with Real Mitchell behind, he is a blaze. So, um, that's going to be hard to contain um, for next year. And, um, you know, and they'll use the passing game when needed. You know, they still have, you know, you know speed at the wideouts, but it's just, it just it's going to be used differently, I think, this year. Right, and that's a good point, and that's the you know, Mitchell is his speed is something that he doesn't really translate doesn't show up in a passing league game where you're not you know, the quarterbacks don't scramble and run there's no running plays, obviously, you know, seven on seven. Um, so that's that's something that you're not gonna see. Um, so um Another uh, t- team, uh, Trinity League team, was where it was at the Battle of the Beach uh, that uh, you know battled pretty well was Jay Sarah. Um, Jay Sarah did not make it to the the top eight uh, quarterfinals in the Gold Division, but they did make it to the Silver Division. Uh, they lost their first uh, quarterfinal in the Silver Division to Charter Oak, um, but uh, Jay Sarah probably had a. You know, just probably uh, kind of a decent day out there. Um, pool play, they were 1-3, got to got out of their pool to the Silver Division. But, uh, you know, they were in a tough tough uh, bracket with Bishop Amont and Sarah. But any uh, takeaways on the Lions, um, Scotty? Uh, again, I don't know what it is, but again, Santa Margarita, uh, excuse me, Jay Sarah, um, as you did, they mentioned they did go 1-3 as they lost more players in this offseason um, is whether or not how they were going to be contributors to, to this year's team, but they 
bunch of seven to two was the score reported. So they were in these games, Scotty, but um, didn't get any W's. What was your takeaway on on the Eagles? Yeah, I was surprised that they uh, that they went winless in this tournament. Cause I was, you know, thought with Wagner and and um, you know minus Calcaterra not being there, that was going to hurt. But I thought Wagner alone would, would be able to to, to uh, you know get the ball to you know, some of his receivers. Um, but they Santa Margarita just it didn't look like the Santa Margarita that I that we were used to. I mean. Um, they struggled um, throughout that today, or at least the games that I had, you know, saw, um, and even there a couple of their uh, uh, couple of their transfers that they had playing, um, you know, those guys, you know, didn't look like they were, you know, stepping up either. I guess, you know, it just looked like they were struggling throughout the whole day. Um, you know, I know it's just the summer, um, you know, but we'll see what happens, you know, when they get, you know, everybody back in and uh, um, playing. Yeah, one of the transfers that I have confirmed at Santa Margarita, and there's been some scuttlebutt like there is during the summer, but one guy I've, I've uh, conversed with, like a player I like, was Malone uh, Matelli, if I'm uh, pronouncing uh, his name, Malone Matelli. Um, he was a sophomore, kind of a cornerback um, for uh, Orange Lutheran. He says he, he confirmed that he is now at Santa Margarita. So you have a, you know, I'll mention that as a player that I liked, um, a younger player, and he's also, you know, in between the two uh, junior league schools. So I will, uh, I will pass that one along. The two junior league schools that were not at the uh, Edison uh, Battle at the Beach were Servite and Orange Lutheran. Uh, let's start with the Lancers. Obviously, they had a, a nice bounce-back year. You mentioned about their quarterback coming in now, um, Jay Sarah Halinski. He's got an early offer as a sophomore. Um, I think it was either Montana or Montana State um, had offered him. Uh, they got some, got some, still have some players back, you know, uh, at uh, in the secondary. Um, they have uh, running backs back, but what's uh, any uh, early read you have? Uh, the, the guy I was mentioning at running back is Dominic Austin. Um, he's going to be back. He was a pretty uh, productive running back, uh, really moved the chains for him. And then uh, I think one of the best players in the league, and I, I really think that they'll, they'll use him a lot. I think they're going to lean on him a lot. Brandon McKinney is going to be, you know, he was an all-county player. I'm very high on him as safety, uh, running back. But I think he's going to, he's going to, they're going to put a, uh, the ball in his hands as much as they can. But uh, they went out the Edison passing tournament. So do you have any read on on the Lancers so far this summer, uh, Scott? Another one of those teams that's kind of been under the radar um, in the summer. Um, however. Um Hillinski, we, we had said earlier that he should transfer over there. Um, it's probably going to be it's going to be the starting quarterback in the springtime. They were they were working out junior Cole Capen, um, a six five, you know, two hundred ten pound quarterback who was their JV quarterback, and he was taking most of the snaps during the spring. Um, but yeah, as it's turned out, you know, I think Hillinski is going to be the guy that. You know, takes over, and he's he is you know right there where JT Daniels was last year. So you know they're expecting probably a lot from him. Um, 
some uh, some texts with uh, Coach Peterson, uh, Chuck Peterson at Orange Lutheran, and asked him about what he thought of his off season, off season so far. And the thing he stressed was he felt the chemistry was good. Um, he felt like the uh, the players were really bonding and working well together. And he shared that their theme for the uh, the season, or at least the summer right now, is he gave me this. Uh, this uh, Bible verse, Romans 12, uh, 12, 10, uh, chapter 12, um, verse 10. So I looked it up real quick here in, in, uh, for the podcast, and it was about being devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. So I think that was uh, just what he was saying, that they're, they're feeling pretty united, and, you know, and probably rightfully so, where they, uh, they had a uh, real bounce back here last season. I could see them fired up to maybe try to move up the ranks a little bit in the Trinity League. So, uh, and then the last team uh, we haven't talked about is the Servite Friars. Uh, again, they were not in action at the Edison uh, Passing Tournament. They, they usually haven't, but they are going to be in action this weekend um, at a Redondo Beach Tournament. And, um, you know, the Friars have had some news uh, this off season. You know, probably the most recent one, and, you know, keeping with our theme, is that their quarterback... Um, uh, Lytle has committed to uh, Colorado, so he's uh, he's Pac-12. That's Tyler Lytle, six five two zero five. Um, he had a ton of offers, uh, you know, probably close to fifteen offers, um, including some Ivy League schools. He's a smart kid. Um, Indiana was among those, and and Tyler had. You know, he had a hamstring injury last year that really slowed his progress down after a pretty hot start um, to the season. You know, he had 422 yards against Fountain Valley in the opener. But then he got his hamstring in the Trinity League, actually, in the opener against Jay Sarah. And then never, didn't really play, uh, didn't play again after that. So Tyler's going to be uh, a real big bounce back um, for Servite this year. Um, Scotty, what's your reads on uh, probably another under-the-radar team? Um, we don't, we'll, we'll get more information on them as, as we go here um, in the summer, but what do you, what's your thoughts on, on Servite? Yeah, pretty much Servite. I think they took their dead period early, so and I think now they're just coming out of it, so I think they're going to start, you know, if there's more than if there's multiple tournaments between now and and um, when, when practice starts, they'll probably be in those. Um, and, you know, it'll be a good tournament because um, I guess Bosco and Narbonne are also going to be in it. So, again, it requires some, some, some um, leverage to, uh, to see where they're at. Um, but they, you know, like having Lido back, having um, Keith Taylor come back, uh, Delon Hurd. Um, there's also a, a newcomer out. I, uh, I believe it's Spencer Lytle. It's, it's actually Tyler's brother, um, who will be an underclassman that will probably, you know, find a way to, you know, place on the field. Um, you know, I think Servite, for some reason, I don't, you know, I think Servite's going to surprise a lot of people. And people are thinking to be down on them, but I think they're going to, they're going to, uh, you know, surprise some people and, and give some people some game. They might, you know, think that, that they wouldn't, you know, be in it. I know everyone's looking forward to that, so. Yeah, you mentioned Keith Taylor. He's a senior to be placed corner. Uh, he's a Washington commit. He was, I think, he's probably the first Orange County player uh, 
on the class of 2017 to commit was uh, Keith Taylor. So he's been on my recruiting radar for some time. And a junior to be cornerback, uh, cornerback they're high on, as well as Julius Irving, 6'2", 175. He has an offer from Kansas out of the Big 12 Conference. So Servite's had a lot of DBs um, last, in the last couple years. And uh, so those are a couple of their skilled players to watch. And, you know, they, of course, they had a, do you uh, recall that transfer? They had a big transfer uh, really early when we were talking about, you know, off-season. This is a while ago, but they had a uh, receiver uh, go to uh, St. John Bosco. That's, yes, that's right. And, uh, but, uh, Terrell Bynum went back to Bosco. Right, he yeah. was at, Terrell Bynum was at, um, started his career at St. John Bosco. Um, I think it was the last two years had uh, shown some progress and, and def, you know, Terrell was a return kicks for them. Um, you know, he's got some, a lot of recruiting interest as well. Um, 35 catches approximately last year for over 500 yards. So, um, but like you said, there are there's some depth up there, but I'm sure that's a, that, that is a tough loss. But um, we will see how the, the Friars go with this tournament. And, you know, Narbonne was... Uh, last year won the Edison tournament, and they were they were a semifinalist, um, a quarter finalist, I should say, at the uh, the tournament this weekend, I believe, at Edison. So, uh, well, Scotty, as we've broken down some of the, the the developments with all the Trinity League teams, well, why don't you give me your your top six right now, summertime, July thirteenth? What would you say if you had to rank these teams one through six? Where are you at right now? You know, you're gonna obviously we'll have lots of time to update these things, but where, where will you be right now? I'm going with um, basically basing on on this passing league, you know, schedule and from you know the seven on seven, you know, you know camps and things like that that I've seen. Um, so I'll go with Modern in one, Bosco two, Olu three. Four through five can be a toss-up, but I'm going to go Servite and then uh, Santa Margarita J. Serum. Wow, we are. What's, uh, I got it down here. We are almost exactly the same here. Um, I, I'm also going modern day. At first, second place, I got St. John Bosco. The Braves, third, Orange Lutheran. Fourth, Servite. Fifth is where I differ with you. I go J. Sarah. And sixth, I have Santa Margarita right now. So I guess the, the uh, hate mail is going to be coming to me from the uh, the Eagles. But like I said, this is our this is what we it's see. Early. This is early. we got to dive into it some more. Um, got to talk to you. We're going to see some more from the Eagles. We're going to talk to them some more. You know, this is, this is just two guys that love the Trinity League uh, football and, and football in general. We're just, we're just talking here right now from what, we, what we're seeing and observing. So, um, you know, it's a tough league. And, um, you know, somebody's got to fill out these spots, but we'll see what, what has to happen. As we close up the show and we thank all the, uh, the football fans for joining us, Trinity League fans, Orange County football fans, national uh, fans from from all around the country. We wish you, uh, we thank you for joining us, Scotty. Give me two uh, maybe under the radar players compared, you know, where they were and where they finished last year that could be breakout stars 
uh, this fall in 
beat him at the Edison tournament. Nobody, the opponents did not want to challenge Quentin Lake at all. And they threw away from his side. He was playing, you know, facing the quarterback. He was on the right-hand side uh, at cornerback. People stayed away, stayed away from him. And when they did, or when he was, uh, when he was marking people, he was, he was covering people like a glove. And, um, you know, he's, he was the best defensive back I saw from modern day, probably the best defensive back I saw in the tournament. But uh, why don't you give me a, a quick thought on uh, those two kids I mentioned. Maybe you can give me a better pronunciation on Nico's last name and then what you saw from Quentin. Nico Virginio. There you go. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he'll be a junior. Um, and, junior, yeah, he's okay. Ready. His recruiting just kind of took off this year. He, I mean, he had the potential. He's very quick in his breaks. Um, he's got very good hands. He's got very good feet. Um, you know, he's it, it, getting bigger every year. Um, but he just lit it up at, at the USC camp and the UCLA camp. And, you know, they saw it and decided, you know, you know to, to come out with the offers. Um, and those will be his last either. Um, and so he, last year, he was probably the fourth or fifth man, you know, in the, in the rotation. And then this year, he's probably going to be, you know, right, right, right in there with, with the top four, you know, four guys. You know, like I said, all five guys they have are, you know, interchangeable. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, and as far as Quentin, um, like, he is just, gotten better every year, every year, every year since since he's been, um, you know, a, a sophomore. Um, and he just, and, and, and it doesn't help that his dad's Cornell Lake, the, you know, the former Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, but, um, you know, he, he's, he's a great kid and he's more work, he has work ethic and that's, I think, what sets him apart and why he's, you're seeing him having this
website, and we will. I want to let the football fans know, the Tree League football fans know, that we will be back. That, you know, for our second year in 2016 for our Tree League uh, podcast, we're working on some uh, some improvements for our sound quality. So we uh, I think uh, fans will be. Uh, we're talking on the phone tonight, but uh, we're we're looking to do some things to improve our quality, and we'll be back at it uh, right before. Probably right around that first Friday and uh, first Friday of the season, and uh, before that, uh, I think it's about August 26 uh, kickoff time. So, Scotty, it's uh, great for your insight. Thank you for the uh, for your time tonight, and it was great to catch up with you. Yeah, as always, Dad. I mean, I'm sure we could probably go on and on and, and dabble some more, but uh, this is a good start for everybody to to uh, get a uh, nibble on. Exactly, and you know, Scott Brahas, I want to say to all the football fans, you know he's going to come back uh, next time uh, with some more insight like he had today, very connected fella, and um, you know, our, our next show is going to, we'll, we'll build on it, you know, I'm going to continue to do you know, my preparations for the high school football season, and, and excited to talk about Trinity League football um, this season, and, and excited about this podcast, so... Scotty, I will talk to you, and I thank all the fans, uh, listeners, for listening to our first 2016 Trinity League football podcast.